Would you open your Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 4? Hebrews chapter 4. The second part of John 11 is quite different from the first part. The first part is about believers. The second about unbelievers. The first part about Jesus' compassion. The second part about God's judgment upon those unbelievers. And yet, before we go into that second theme, I want to quote the whole verse that I only quoted half of and left out the best part. Thank you, Matthew Jones, for reminding me at break time. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. Let's get verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I quoted the second half of that verse at least twice, and it's the first half that is even more helpful in understanding what the Lord Jesus Christ was doing in John eleven thirty three through 37 when He groaned in spirit, was troubled, wept, and groaned in spirit again because He is touched. That's a pretty gentle word, isn't it? He was touched with the feeling... That's a pretty gentle word. That's a pretty emotional word. He was touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And he that's what we, I meant in John chapter 11 when he taught us through the Apostle Paul to weep with those that weep. He wept with those that wept. If he would tell us to do something, then he would be the great example of that particular act of righteousness, and he was. And you should be very thankful that he is that way. I was I was trained and I am prone toward the training I received to look at those five verses and see in them nothing but his irritation and disappointment with a lack of faith. That's why he wept. That's why he groaned. That's why he was troubled. Instead of recognizing and appreciating and now delighting in the compassionate side of the Lord Jesus Christ who was ultimate empathy. And he still is. Let us therefore, in verse 16, that third word, therefore, what is it therefore? It's drawing a conclusion from that 15th verse that he is touched in all point, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. See, I want to quote the second half again. Touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need because he recognizes those grief-stricken moments, those mourning moments, those weeping times. He, he had them. He saw them. He was tempted. He didn't sin. And he's able to help us through them. The next five verses of the fifth chapter go on to say the same thing, that a high priest can have compassion on those that are out of the way because he himself is subject to the same infirmities. We have such a great high priest. He is God, but he is also the man Christ Jesus who had compassion in the widow of Nain, has compassion on us. He sees our tears. He weeps with us. He holds our tears in his bottle. 
And he's very compassionate and empathetic. We should be the same toward one another. And when we have a funeral, let us not be, let us not be so joyful because of our theology that we forget to weep with those that have lost a loved one, or we will be like the warning of the proverb, we will be taking away a coat of a dear brother or sister in the time of cold weather. Because he that sings songs to those that are of a heavy heart is like a man that takes away a coat in cold weather. I believe it's appropriate to say this. The first member of this church that ever died many years ago, had an 11-year-old daughter who is sitting in this assembly, had a 12-year-old daughter who is no longer sitting in this assembly, and had a son who may have been 15, 16, who's no longer sitting in this assembly. The father would not let them cry at all because of the, an abuse of the verse, weep not as others that have no hope. And an 11-year-old girl and a 12-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy lost their mother but could not cry, and then that mother was cremated. Well, there are things in the history of this church that will never be repeated, at least not in the way that they happened. Some of you know who I'm speaking about, and most of you should. That is all wrong. That is all wrong. Why was the body cremated? Because there's nothing special about the body. It was said, Oh yes, the Lord Jesus Christ died for every part of your body. Amen. He died for you body, soul, and spirit because that is all that makes you and He's going to bring it all back together again. He is going to raise those bodies from the dead. We take pains to take care of them. Even if it's costly, it will be taken care of. Don't worry about the cost because it's the right thing to do. Abraham went and bought that family burial grounds for his wife Sarah, and there were others buried there as well. We will do the same. But let us turn our attention now, after realizing we have such a great high priest, he is also the righteous Lord Jesus Christ, that if he falls upon a rebellious unbeliever, he will grind him to powder. And he is able to take the... the the wicked deeds of the wicked, and turn them upon their own head, as he did Caiaphas, the high priest of Israel. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank thee that you have made a priest after the order of Melchizedek forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, perfectly fit to be a wonderful mediator between us and thee, we thank Thee that we have an high priest that is touched with the feeling of our infirmities and was tempted in all points like as we are. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we will boldly go to the throne of grace in our time of need that we may obtain mercy to help. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy precious Word. Guide our thoughts correctly through this chapter of John 11 that we would rightly divide its every phrase Oh, Lord, hold us back by whatever means to keep us from misdividing any of these verses. We love thy truth and we do not want to find things that we would rest to our own destruction or to false doctrine or to heresy. Guide us through these sentences and clauses 
and show us the truth. Let us rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ now as King, for He is Lord of all, and Caiaphas should have repented and believed on Him who was the Messiah of Israel. In Jesus' name, we ask you to receive our singing, our praying, and all that we do in the Second Assembly. Amen.